Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Popcorn World. balancing alkaline supplement called balance seven and that's what has helped him bounce back from his hospitalization in 2015 he even said i have an enormous amount of energy which is good for me and it's important when working out i always need energy to level up now i couldn't agree more with lamar and after watching him fight aaron carter in july's celebrity boxing match i think it's safe to say that balance seven is working for him cool thing is we've got a promotion running with balance seven right now where if you go to their website balance7.com and use the code believe at checkout you'll receive a free four ounce bottle of my smooth skin with any purchase of balance seven products now that product retails at $13.99 so i'd say it's worth it so again head to balance7.com and use the code believe at checkout that's b-l-e-a-v at checkout to get in on the promotion i know i will if it worked for him, it can work for you. And tell him the noisemaker sent you. Hey everybody, it's Lloyd Spence, and if you're into sports betting, Bet Online is where you should go to win money today. Listen, the NBA free agency has begun, and it's going to directly affect who wins the NBA title next year? Plus, we got college football. Plus, you got the NFL. There's so many places where you can place your money. So whether it's live bets during games or futures, for who you think will win the championship, Bet Online has all the latest odds, news, and information for all your online sports betting needs. So, visit the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next big game or the next big moment, head on over to Bet Online and start playing today. Bet Online, your online sports book expert, and tell them the noise maker. You're now listening to the lead of the ACC. With Hockey Trophy winner and Florida State legend, Mr. Charlie Ward. Wake 3 TV and Burnett Hall of Famer, Kendrick Haskins. 
and Mr. Talking Noise himself, and of course, my Lloyd Lloyd Smith. And now, it's time for Believe in the ACC. We are back, brothers of Believe in the ACC. Uh, Kendrick Haskins is here. He is the Hall of Famer from Fern Creek. Charlie Ward is here. He is the Heisman Trophy winner and the leader of the 1993 National Championship Florida State Seminoles. And I'm here, whose alma mater will fight you. (laughs) Or fight each other. Or fight each other. (laughs) The Fighting Western Warriors. Live up to the name. Live up to the name. So we're all glad to be here with you tonight. Hopefully, I think we have a great show for you. Uh, Great discussion that we're about to have in this and talking about the, I guess you could say, breaking news. Uh, At the end of last week, uh, an announcement went out saying, hey, sometime in the next coming days, the Big Ten, the the ACC, and the Pac-12 are going to come together in an alliance. Now, where did we hear that first? I'm trying to think. Oh, that's right. Here on Believe in the ACC. We literally were doing it in real time. And now it's happening. Before it all came out. Before it all came out. We just read the tea leaves, people. That's all you got to do sometimes is just read the tea leaves. And it's happening and playing out in exactly the same way that we said, although there's a lot of murky waters, but we knew Notre Dame would be sitting at the table. Now, we, we did get one part wrong. I thought the Big 12 would be sitting at the table. <laughs> for some <laughs> reason, they're sitting outside the door, knocking on the glass, saying, hey, can we get in? But this is the thing with the Big 12. Now they're a big, whatever they are, eight. Well, we put those teams in a conference, in one of the big three conferences, so there's no Big 12 to be had or what have you. So those teams are no longer on in the Big 12. They're in a different conference that we talked about. That's where they are. Okay, so so let's 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 look at the whole picture and just kind of start asking some questions and talking it through. Why now? What do you think the reason for doing this now? Because this actually happened six months before I thought it would happen. What do you mean? Uh, well, I thought this would happen at the end of the college football season. No. I'm think, I, I was thinking it'd be like February or March and they'd make this announcement. So no. for them to have made this announcement this early, why do you think that is the case? Well... I checked some of my resources. Okay, all right. I like that. <laughs> I'm not naming names, but no names. You don't have to name the source, Charlie. Check some of my resources. And okay. Essentially, what this is coming down to is kind of what we thought. Uh, it is a alliance to show solidarity uh, in the wake of the SEC, right. or more teams potentially from 
these conferences um, to, to make this super deal SEC. Um, of course, it's to help with their, their bottom line, which is, you know, better TV contract contracts because they have more more uh, recognizable teams very similar mm -hmm. to what you have uh, in the SEC and um, you know essentially that's kind of they all want to be on the same page just you say six months that's too long uh, there'll be other fragments going on within mm -hmm. that period so mm -hmm. they jumped on I mean, they, they saw it coming, and so they just jumped on an opportunity to come together and, uh, you know, kind of bond together in this whole, you know, movement of real realignment. Well, I didn't, the reason why I thought six months is because, if I'm being perfectly honest, I didn't think they'd get Notre Dame on board that fast because I thought it would include the Big 12. But when they nixed out the Big 12, that told me, the way they got Notre Dame on that fast was that they said, you'll be able to keep most of your games that you already have anyway. Notre Dame is not losing a game that they already have. Right. They, they still going to play Michigan State. Well, they're still going to play Michigan State. They're still going to play Michigan. They're still going to play USC. They're still going to play um, um, the other Pac-12 team that they played. Um, Stanford. Stanford, yeah. So they're not losing anything. Right. So it's an easy sell to them. That's true. No, that's I still point. can't figure out. And I, I mean, Charlie, you may be able to speak on it better than me, but maybe not. Why is everybody catering to Notre Dame? Why? Why? That's a great question. They have the NBC contract. I get it. But when COVID was going on, they made Notre Dame give up some of that money to the ACC with that NBC contract. Mm. Why are we still catering to Notre Dame? Notre Dame. We're, we're only talking about Notre Dame football. Right. Yes, Notre Dame football. Right. That's really what we're talking about. Yeah. It's not any other Notre Dame sport. Great point. Another great sport point. Started in ACC. The reason Notre Dame plays a big part i do believe is one they're independent and they're well known uh they're like a brand a big brand um that will attract opportunities because they have the nbc contract alone and so how much money they're making on the nbc contract that is what everything and all these decisions are coming down to that is why Notre Dame football is so attractive because of just like the Texas Longhorn. I mean, they're they're a big brand, but they've only had one national championship. Right. That, that I, in right. my lifetime. Right. Right. That's Vince Young. Right. And so I'm just saying, you know, it's is that is the way it is. Texas brings a lot of money to the table. And so they got thrown into the deal because of that, uh, that piece of it. And so I'm just saying, man, all these decisions are, are basically when you start trying to shake the tree down and find out the real, it's about money. 
I mean, I, I mean, we can. It's all about and, money. All yeah, it's about money. We can sit here and talk about it, but you know, one of the reasons the, the schools are moving to the SEC because they 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 want to put butts in seats. <laughs> I I want to ask a question about that. Is the SEC reputation of football greater than the actual SEC? It depends on the year. So, there's, so there's years when the SEC is, you know, two, three, four teams, and the rest of it is average with everybody else. It, it, it just depends on the year. Yes. And it depends on which side you're on as well. Because if you're not on, you know, say, I mean, if you're on Alabama, if you're on the east side, you're going to only get a few what these quote-unquote big-time big, big time games coming to your building once every year. Because, I mean, you who you got on that side? Georgia and really Florida. Right. Right. And when we start looking at it on the east, and, but on the other side, you got a lot of the heavy hitters. Uh, but if you're not on that side, then all of a sudden you may get one of those teams, you know, in the lottery or whatever they do. But that may be every six years. So Texas, if not Texas, yeah, Texas probably don't have, but Oklahoma, they probably may, they might not ever get Alabama because if they're on opposite sides, they might not ever get Alabama in a cross cross uh, divisional match. I mean, I can I, I mean I can attest to that being here, and we cover UK. Kentucky only plays Alabama like once every six years, and so. They have a good chance. The SEC East is, for right now, is 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 a little bit more competitive than the SEC West right now, and so they have a bigger chance of maybe winning the SEC East because of Florida. It's Florida, Georgia, and pretty much Kentucky right now. Yeah, and then Tennessee's right there. Is Kentucky and Tennessee are kind of right there, so. But this, at the end of the day, they only see they only see Alabama once every six years. They get LSU this year, but they, and then they get them at home. This is a perfect year for Kentucky because they get LSU, the one SEC, the big time SEC West, big time television game is LSU, and they get them at home. Right. And so, so the question is now, and the other thing with the alliance is being able to schedule across, you know, opponents within within a season. Um, I know we talk, brought up Notre Dame, but it's a, it, it'll be a way that they can put teams within that conference, whatever conference it is, they can play each other um, probably very similar to what Notre Dame is doing. Not Every Nike enthusiast is waiting on a Florida State Oregon game. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. No question. The about uniforms it. that Nike's going to put out for that game. <laughs> well, the, 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 the real I tell you, the strength of the alliance is in the playoffs and what takes place in that playoff. Because now, and, and, and here's the other part that we haven't talked about yet: who gets screwed in this is the mid majors. Because you're not scheduling a mid-major now. A Boise State. It's over. Schools. It, it's over. 
That, UCF, USF. The, the, the alliance is going to come with an agreement where the, the three or four, three non-conference games you schedule will be in the alliance. So there'll be three, and they'll probably be on neutral sites to maximize the dollars. At least that's what I would do. I'd have, I'd have, uh, like you said, Florida State and Oregon playing in uh, Cowboy Stadium on one Saturday, and then I'd have UCLA and Clemson playing on another Saturday, and just keep it going until you know I'd have one every week, and all those conferences would eat good. I mean that's, I mean that's essentially what they're looking at, and um, I think that's you know that's forward thinking because when you start looking at the financial piece of it. I mean, it makes sense. Uh, I wouldn't say they have to play two or three games, you know, within the alliance. But uh, one game, because I know currently we play Florida. Um, that's not in our – I'm talking about Florida State. Right. And then you have Louisville who plays Kentucky. Um, so there's some, some – um, and those games shouldn't go away because they're rivalry games. Just because they're in robbery, <laughs> in robbery, you know, conferences, right? Uh, but I think those games will stick, uh, regardless of what goes on with these fighting conferences. <laughs> <laughs> well, the reason why I said two or three, though, Charlie, is because if we continue to think, or if conventional thinking is still in football, and by the way, let's just talk about what we're talking about. Football is driving all of this. Basketball would just be the recipient of the rest just of it. There. Yeah, just but there. but football is what's driving all this, and more importantly, it's justification for the twelve team playoff. So think about how much harder it would be to get into the playoff if five of the SEC teams are in the top fifteen, um, and the rest of the teams are in you know the top twenty five or whatever. You got to play a schedule that's conducive to justifying you to be in those top 12. And I think the only way to do that is to play three non-conference games. Now, what you what that, what that also probably will end up doing is that you're going to let some two lost teams in ultimately. Um, but eight, eight of the 12 spots are going to go to, you know, SEC and Alliance schools. I don't think you're gonna see a two loss team. Yo, how how could you not though? And top twelve, you may. I mean, if it's twelve, you probably if it's twelve. Yeah, not at four. No, not even four. twelve. You can get twelve. See, you can get twelve with zero to one loss in there. Uh, not in not in these conferences that they're building. I was gonna it say I don't see how that happens. It depends on the conference. I think you can get zero. You between zero and twelve, you you can you can probably get one one loss. Two two is gonna be the max. That's what I'm saying. Two. You're not getting in with more than two. I think. At, yeah. I, I, and I think two is gonna be in the extreme end because it depends on who you lose to. Well, but I'm saying two with a brand. Like if it's two in your Ohio State, you're getting in. Right. You know what I'm saying? No, I don't know. If 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 you're two, if you're Ohio State and one's Northwestern and one's Northwestern, Iowa, not getting in Ohio State. Not getting in. It's a TV show. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> also, that's why I say it's a TV show. That's why I'm like, two is the a, extreme max. Yeah, but you're not leaving Ohio State out. You're it not depends. leaving Ohio State out. It, it, not... it depends. It you depends. think so? What do you think, Charlie? I, I, I just still think that if you go and look at since we've started this uh, 14 playoff, the CFP, the top 12 teams, you know, each year, once the CFP rankings come out, somewhere in those rankings, you have two lost team. Yeah. And so that is where you're going to, because when you start putting these super max not super max, but all these quality teams in, they're going to beat up on each other. Right. I mean, you may have your outlier uh, that may be in a, uh, I'm say a weaker conference, but they may be a top dog for that year. But most of them are going to at least have one or two losses. Um, last year, Notre Dame and Clemson, you know, I think ended with one loss at the end of the year. Right. Um, but you may have that in the SEC as well, where one side, you know, runs the table and they play in the, in the uh, championship game and that, that team loses. Um, or they both come in with one loss and the team that loses is going to have the second loss. Yeah. They both play in the championship game. And so you can't leave that, that two loss – runner-up in the championship game, especially if it's the SEC or one of the, you know, the top conferences, you're just going to have two losses. It's a potential. If you're talking about 12. Now right. Talking about eight, and I think we are talking I, about 12. I'm saying, I can see one loss. I think two is going to be extreme. It's going to be extreme because you have – you still have the ACC, you still have the Pac-12, and you still have the Big Ten. If Ohio State has a slip-up, if, and, and then Michigan's still good. If there's not going to be two losses in the Big Ten, there's not going to be two losses in the Pac-12 when you still have the SEC. I think that a two-loss team is going to be twelve and eleven. No, I agree. That, yeah, that's but that's, that's what I'm even saying. That's going to be extreme. I I feel like it's going to be extreme. But see, okay, well then now we're talking about now. Okay, based on what you just said there, now we're talking about a full on beauty pageant. Because well, that means essentially that's what we have now. Well, well, right. We got and it's it's, it's even worse. Well, it's even worse than a beauty pageant now because I don't even know what beauty looks like anymore. At least with twelve, you can say we got. You can kind of define it a little bit, but I, I think that I, I agree with Charlie. I think a two loss is inevitable because when, especially with the Alliance, because when you factor in travel, when you factor in just the, just the, the, it's just, almost it'll be almost impossible to cross conferences with teams that you're not familiar with but they and, will. and always they will. expect to win. Because my thing is a two loss team, a two loss in the SEC with the way the SEC is constructed, okay. Two loss, but the way thing is, it's gonna be way it's gonna be weighed out. If you have a two loss ACC team, there's no way in the world they're gonna get in. Well, that's that's if that two loss. But you try to tell me a two loss Clemson team doesn't get in? No. Oh, I disagree. 
A two-loss Clemson? A two-loss Clemson team is going to be what? Florida State and what? Maybe Miami? If but that's what I'm saying. If, if a two, if a but but no, because it could be one of the Alliance teams. Like if a if a if a two loss Clemson team looks like we lost to Michigan in the Alliance game, but we also lost in the ACC championship game to the eventual but ACC you have, champion. You, have, you might have to But you might have a two loss SEC team whose two losses are Alabama and and Florida. But but isn't that assuming that isn't that assuming that we're going to continue to look at the SEC the same? Or, yes, it, they are. They're gonna look at it. I think they're gonna look at it more. See, I, I, I think I, they, they look at the SEC too much now. I agree. When, adding Oklahoma and Texas, they're gonna look at it even more. Like the SEC is basically the NFC East. Because <laughs> the NFC East is the worst in, us, in 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 the NFL, but they're not gonna. There's not one team in the NFC East that's gonna lose to a SEC team, but that's that's how they're gonna look at it. They yeah. already look at it like that now. They they already look at the SEC like it's like the lower division of the NFL now. Adding Oklahoma and Texas is gonna make it even worse. So if you're a two-loss ACC Big Ten Pac-12 team, you're going to be on the short end of the stick. Well, let me say this. I I think, and I have not said this publicly, but I'll say it now. I think adding Oklahoma was more of a strength to the SEC than it was Texas. Because Texas football is still not back yet. It's still got a ways to go. Now, it may do better recruiting now that it's SEC tied, but – I don't listen. They they've been struggling for years it's to get anybody in this state. Nationally, though, huh? The, nationally, though, the perception is going to be the SEC is basically AAA NFL. Well, the thing, uh, the other, no, the other thing that we have to also understand is you're adding two two teams that could potentially. Be um, we could say strength teams. So now, every team, every every team in that conference can't be strong because they're going to play each other. And so, if you, once you start adding quality competition to the mix, and this is what I was talking to uh, my resource today about was. Now, you know, let's just use Texas. I mean, they've been on a couple coaches since Coach Mack left, trying to find the right coach, all because the guy lost three games or four games or, or whatever the case may be. So now you're adding more quality teams to that conference. Somebody has to be at the bottom. Somebody has to be middle of the road. And somebody's going to be on top. And so you can't have six, say, six quality teams because if they play each other, they're all going to beat each other. And so now you may end up with three losses in the SEC. That makes the ACC championship game. Say again? I said that makes the SEC championship game. Because if Oklahoma – if you got to go through Oklahoma and Alabama – 
to get to the and and you know on that side and LSU to get to the championship game, it's quite honestly possible you might end up with two losses coming out of the SEC championship or going into the SEC championship, or you might not. I mean, it, I but 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 again, I think we're underselling how powerful the alliance can be. Like I Notre Dame, like, Notre I Dame, feel like two losses in the SEC. It's going to carry a lot more weight than two loss, two losses in the alliance. See, I, I, it really depends it will. On who you lose to. I mean, in, yeah. in perception and all of that, probably, but in actuality, it it, didn't, it shouldn't matter because let's just use Notre Dame for example. If they play uh, all the teams that they normally play, and they lose to a USC team that's only lost one game and they lose to a um, Michigan team. Let's say Michigan rises up and they have one loss and that one loss is to Ohio State. I'm just using this as an example. Mm -hmm. So now they have two losses, but they've won all the rest of their games. They've been Clemson, they've been Florida State, They've beaten everyone else that they've played in ACC and the whatever else. So now you're looking at, I don't say they beat everyone, but if, if they end up losing to, let's just say they won losses to Wake Forest, but they beat all those other teams. And then on the other side, you got in the SEC, you got two teams that may have very similar Deal. Someone just put up there. I think it was two ACC, two SEC. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say, look at the formula there. Yeah, that is a very good formula when you start looking at it. Um, but it's just this whole notion of like who you lose to and who you beat um, has to go into some some play. And uh, when you start looking at the, you know, who's going, who's going to get in and who's not. So two losses could be to two quality teams. Uh, but you beat some quality teams as well to get to where you are. I thought I heard for sure that the Power Five winner, conference winner, would automatically get in. Right? So that's five spots, if we want to say it that way. Let, using that model, that's five spots automatically. It would be four. Well, if, we, if we're taking out the Big 12, then there's four. Now, no, I, I, mean, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, if we're taking out the Big 12, it's four. I was adding the Big 12, but you're right. The They're Big technically 12, right now not in the conversation. The Big 12 is I mean, major. At this big, point. big eight, but they've all been put in different, these four conferences. Okay, so let's say, let's say four get in for sure. So now how do you define the other eight? Are we saying the four runner-ups? Basically, get in as well, or or will that will that be contingent upon what the loss looks like in the conference game if and be. the conference that they played in, or will is this where the alliance comes in? Because, for example, let's say I'm going to use an outlier a little bit. Let's say a Northwestern loses in the conference championship. They have two losses. One of them is in the conference championship to say a Michigan or Ohio State. But in the Alliance game, they beat uh, uh, a, 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 
a number three Oregon. An Oregon. There you go. A number three Oregon. Well, that looks good. It's still, it's still going. It's it's going to count against them. How? How do you? I don't understand why you said because that. Because that's the way. That's the way it's been. But that's we've never had the Lions before. Because they're going to put more weight on a Florida Georgia game. Because that's what it is now. They'll put more weight on a Florida Georgia game. They'll put more weight on a Texas. I mean Texas Alabama game. Like like take Alabama. If Alabama has one loss and it's to Texas in a conference road game, well, Alabama's they're going to give that more leverage than any other game in the country. Well, listen, let's take Alabama. Let's take Ohio State. Let's take uh, Clemson off the conversation because they're getting they're probably getting in no matter what. On the strength of the TV show, they're getting in. So now we're talking about everybody else. Could I tell you what. I tell could you could what. Could get in over in Auburn? With one well, loss. I tell you one of the teams that's gonna might that could weirdly suffer from that is Oklahoma. Oklahoma's not a TV show. I agree. I agree hundred percent. What do you? What TV sets are you getting in the state of Oklahoma outside of Norman? Well, here you're going to get it a lot because everybody in Texas hates Oklahoma and they love to see them lose. So here. It's a big, it's okay. a big ratings draw in Texas. But outside of this this Southwest region, I don't know. Ooh, do y'all care about Oklahoma games? No, that's what I'm saying. So I, I I don't disagree with what you're saying. Now, having said that, doesn't Oklahoma one loss get in over if the one loss is a or let's say two loss? Because really, we're talking about the two loss part. The one loss thing is a little tricky. Because that could that's subject that is totally subjective. Uh, but I'm curious to see what the two loss looks like. Because Oklahoma's a bigger I don't brand. Two loss team will get in there. Well, but okay. Maybe at the end, maybe a 12, 12, 10 through 12, maybe. Well, that's what I'm talking. I'm talking, I'm actually talking nine through twelve. I'm saying one through eight is all one zero or one loss. I don't think you can right, get because my thing is because because like we said, it's a TV show. Right. TV show, guess who's going to draw from the ACC? Florida State, Miami, and Clemson. Right. So they could they could get in there with one loss. They could, they'll so get Louisville, in there with so Louisville can't get in with one loss? No. Not in that scenario, no. Well, somebody. That's rough. It's. I mean, see with Kentucky. Kentucky can't get in there either. With so this is one this off. is this is the thing that uh, uh, that that I'm keep getting stumped on. Like, you, how many one loss teams can you have in all these conferences if they're playing, you know, nine conference games? Plus, yeah, I think one loss could be hard. That's what I'm saying. You're not. Gonna, yeah, I think one loss can be hard. You're gonna have very few in these conference games because. You talk about the top from the bottom. I mean, you're gonna like I said, you're gonna have the bottom tier in each conference. I mean, where the teams aren't that strong. There's gonna be a handful of those. There's gonna be a handful that's in the middle where they're they're inconsistent. They're five and five or whatever the case that you know five and five. And then you're gonna have the top tier teams that gonna have one zero to to two losses. And those are going to be your top tier teams, and that's essentially how 
the conferences are going to be made up. So all these teams, it's going to be hard for you to have multiple one-loss teams. Can can an Oklahoma lose late in the season? Going back to Omar's question, uh, can an Oklahoma lose late in the season to Vanderbilt, still make the SEC championship and lose one loss or two loss, get in before a Northwestern who loses one loss to Stanford? That's what we're talking about. Yeah. All right. And I I, I I tend to believe the alliance is going to be looked at differently just because of the way – or because it because those are marquee kind of games. Right. Yeah. Like, I think it's going to narrow the field. That's why, I'm, that's why I keep saying a two-loss team. I don't think you're going to have a choice. I'm with Charlie on the two-loss thing. I, I, I don't think there's a choice at once you start – First of all, I just I'm, I don't think the way the SEC is now going to be structured and the way the alliance appears that it's going to look, I don't have I don't know how you're not going to have two lost teams. The only I, I just kind of feel like the only way you're going to have a two lost team is if they're out of the SEC. The rest of the conferences, come on, man. You think so? You still think SEC teams are going to go through their whole schedules and just get one loss? No, I, I, that's what I'm saying. If you're going to have a two-loss team, it's going to be an SEC team. The rest of it, ACC, Big Ten, Pac-12, good now, luck if it, you have two losses. But yeah. but it also can be, as someone mentioned, it can be strength of schedule. Yeah. Because if your strength of schedule is is, is out the roof, then that gives you a op- better opportunity to get in with two losses. Um, but the, that's why I think they're doing it, Charlie, which what you just said. The alliance is for that because I'm now not playing. Now the back half of my conference, when I'm playing Boston College and I'm playing uh, uh, whoever. Wake Forest. Yeah, um, Wake Forest doesn't look as bad if I've also attached Oregon, Stanford, or uh, – Northwestern or or Michigan State to the to my schedule. It looks a little bit better because I got at least I've added maybe two more uh, quality top twenty five teams to my schedule. Yeah, I mean, just to go to piggyback or go back to this point, I don't know if they ever get to a point where they eliminate some of these. Um, games against some of the FCS teams because those are consistent home games that they get they get resources from every single year and whenever you play a a, a, a conference team um, you have to go home and home I mean that's like home and home right right so you miss out on some of that and so if you're playing these games, the, the money has to match match up with me getting a home game every single year. That's why they do three, because those three games, they get, re- they get money from those games uh, to go along with what they're bringing in. So the key is, is to make sure that your conference games are very good games. Um, so that's one of the reasons why Texas, Oklahoma, you know, deciding to go to the SEC. Now, 
their conference games will be able to help support them better than what they were getting in the Big 12. But they got but those three games that they keep with the FCS or teams that they play, that's big money for them as well. I don't know how much they make on game day, you know, at home. Mm-hmm. But if they can't make that up in some form of fashion, then they're not going to give that up. But, okay, but then why do the alliance if you're not going to take those FCS games or at least one, at least two of those FCS games ought to come off your schedule? I can see keeping one, but what what's the point of doing two FCS games and only one alliance game? You don't need to do the alliance to do that. You can just right. schedule that. The alliance, the, the, the alliance. Well, that's TV. The alliance is more than scheduling. Just remember right. that. That's TV money. That's that's the that's the point of doing that. It's TV money. Yeah, and it's more than scheduling. What do you mean? What do y'all mean by that? Because they because uh, ESPN, ABC, whatever, they're gonna pay big money for those alliance games. Which that's right. That's what, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Do that. That's what I'm saying. So I'm not gonna have nothing to do with the playoff. That's money. That that's what I'm saying. So I'm not gonna really take two FCS games and forfeit the T. Man, what I'm getting in in in, in the, the, day, revenue, gonna get, the ones that's gonna get screwed are the UCFs, the USF. That's the what I'm saying. Use the West Texas, those schools who yeah. can compete in a one game scenario with a lot of these teams. Because here's the other side: if I'm Louisville, I have to take Western Kentucky and those teams off the schedule Thank now. You. Yeah, because right. I got a I got a potential money grab by taking two Pac-12. Man, I'm going to get UCLA. Go to LA and get that. Right, yeah, you, yeah, U of L can go out and take a loss at USC or you at Oregon, rather than coming home and winning the game against Western Kentucky or you know or and possibly losing against Western Kentucky or UCF. Not to I mention mean, the fact that on the basketball side, I'm gonna make that money back anyway because I'm gonna do an alliance deal on that. Yeah, if you're Louisville, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, but that's the other thing. That's a, that's gonna be a big money TV game. A Louisville-Oregon game is going to be a big money TV game for basketball. Right. On men and women's side. I'm going to make that oh, money yeah. back men on both and women. Yeah. So, yeah. so whatever I lost in FCS, I get it all back on the TV well, side. Well, you get it all back. But, yeah, I get quite get... a bit back because the Louisville-Oregon game is a pretty big deal. So I don't know. that. I, there's so many. But, you, Kendrick, you bring up a good point. I'm going to ask you both this question. If the alliance can't swing conventional thought of what the SEC is, and there's no level of comparability now, once you do the alliance deal, then what's the point of doing it? Because that's what we're talking about. Okay, I'll say it again. Say it again, Charlie. The alliance is not all about scheduling. It is also a union of coming together to be like-minded in in all things. So, for instance, if something comes down the pipe and we need to have a vote, who do you think we're going to bond together? The The Lions. The Lions. Yeah. Three to one. And so the Lions is more than just scheduling games. It is, it is money. It is about scheduling games, but it's also about being like-minded 
and being on the same page when it comes down to some type of vote. We need to vote on something. Okay, we're going to be in the same, we're going to be like-minded in this. I got you. Uh, and so that is, it's, it's, it's all-encompassing. It's not just football. It's not just scheduling games. It's all-encompassing when it comes to the whole process of what we call politics, if you want to call well, it politics. It, call yeah. it politics. It goes back to what you said, what we said last week. If there truly is about to be an overhaul of college sports and a realignment and a power five something or power four something, because it looks like, like we've been saying all day, big 12 is, looks like they're going to be the odd man out. Right. Um, so if there's a power four something, now the SEC has to deal with these three conferences from a different place. And it, and, and it almost feels like, the SEC has to come to them and not the other way around. But I don't know if that's really true. Well, like I said, the thing was, is like, what happens with Notre Dame? Well, Notre Dame is the X factor. They're, they're an X factor that's an X factor because they're making themselves an X factor. Right. Because all of these conferences, so basically, like you said, it's not a power five, it's a power four. Right. Because the Big 12 is pretty much, it's Kansas. Kansas and, I mean, whatever. So At this point, it's just Kansas basketball, and that's it. It's Kansas basketball. Right. Right. And so, what do you do? If you're Notre Dame, you can keep on being stubborn and keep on thinking you're a big deal because you have that NBC contract. But eventually, NBC is going to be looking at that which they already looked at it last year because Notre Dame already had to split up all their money last year with COVID. They had mm-hmm. to split all their money with the ACC. How long can you how how long can you go, keep going on thinking that like we're going to keep getting this NBC money? That's not going to keep happening. No, especially if you're not producing national championships. Right, and yeah. like, and so what? What happens with them? What is Notre Dame going to do? Are they going to keep on being stubborn? Or are they going to – eventually they're going to have to join a conference. If this – the way things are going, it just feels like they're eventually going to have to go ahead. The ACC, instead of being the red carpet for a, for Notre Dame and taking all their other sports, they're going to have to be a strong army like, look, either you're going to come or you're going to come rock with us or you can just go on and be like, you know, a Florida Atlantic. Because eventually that's what's going to happen. Yeah. James going to turn into a Florida Atlantic or Louisiana Tech or Western Kentucky, all those other schools that are not in the mix. So they're going to have to do something. But I want to go back to what to do something until the ACC strong arms them. Yeah. I want to go back to two things. One thing Charlie said about what you just said last week about Notre Dame coming in with the ACC finally. And then also couple that with what Omar said about. Is this the, the moment now where the Big 12 are hosting their alliance uh, brethren out there saying, how do we get in now? The, the Titanic is sinking. Do we? How do we jump into one of these conferences right now? And how soon does this all happen? Do you think this is – are we weeks away from all of this being settled and basically the Big 8, whatever they are, being absorbed? 
think it'll take longer than that. Bro, Texas and, and uh, Oklahoma got to get out of the Big 12 first. So that'll probably happen next year. Uh, so once that happens, then I'm sure once the football season is over, they'll start negotiating there. That's when the conversations ramp up. Then you'll start to see probably happening now where people are entertaining uh, schools um, to go to different conferences. As we see the alliance, you know, being formed, I'm sure those conferences are talking to some of the teams and teams are probably reaching out to some of the conferences to see how they don't get left behind um, and what have you. So it'll be interesting to see. But what the Big 12 come out and just shock us, man, and say, hey, we're going to take these eight teams and we're going to bring in uh, UCF, um, UCF, who else? Uh, like Boise State. Boise US, State. UCF, USF. Start bringing in some of these powerhouse, you know, um, mid-major programs, or mid-major, but uh, and, and turn them into – Household names in a sense, because they, they, I mean, we've recruited the state of Florida. Yeah. We're getting, you know, the West in a sense, Boise. That's, yeah. a, you know, team that's been in, in the spotlight uh, playing these uh, FCS. Houston, another, well, there's another Texas team, but. Yeah, that's good are, though. That's a good, good market for. Big media market. Yeah. So what if they just say, hey, man, we're just going, we're not going to go out like 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 we are, but we're gonna see how we can you know, at least try. I think the only way that works is if if big the Big Twelve were able to poach a couple of California teams as well. Like if they could post poach a U, UCF and a South Florida, then poach a Houston, and then poach like a Cal Berkeley, huh? San Jose State. San Jose State or even a Cal had a big year. San Jose State. San Jose State had a big year last year. Yeah, but they you got can catch, You can catch them on a, up on an upswing. Yeah. But like, you see like, where I'm going can, with it. Cal Berkeley is going to be tough because they're so Pac-12 strong. But you see so where like, I'm going with it. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. You get a San Jose State and maybe an Arizona State. Those teams are like feeling like they're on a, on a come up. Arizona State wouldn't be a bad poach either, because right. now you got a coach that could be the first. The, the now you got a name coach that right. can be the face of your conference. Let's hope he can make it through this <laughs> recruiting deal. Well, if they could poach him into the Big Twelve, I think he could, because now, now you got a whole conference saying y'all got to keep him. Because we don't. Because what other name coach do you have in the Big Twelve right now? Is there one? That's my point. So if you get a if you get a Herm Edwards, now he's the face of the Big Twelve. He's the face of the Big Twelve. Hell, you him. might make him the commissioner. Mullet <laughs> man name. Huh? Oklahoma State. Gundy. Him and his mullet. I don't know if you want to see the face. I don't know if you want to see the face. I don't know. But they, they got the money with T Boone, T Boone Pickens, or T Boone. Well, see, see, this is where T Boone. That's why, if you're Oklahoma State, I think you're pushing 
okay, let's explain, expand this Big 12. Because now you got your biggest hindrances out there, Oklahoma and Texas. They they're up they're up they're about out of the paint. Your T Boone Hickens or T Boone Pickens, Pickens. yeah, T Boone Pickens, yeah, yeah, him. You you can expand the Big Twelve, put money behind it, and like and go out and get a San Jose State and an Arizona State, and you you're into a you you know you're into a different part of the country. That could be an option. Bro, you know T Boone is uh his spirit is speaking at this point. Right, 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 right. Right. His family's money would have to do it. But his yeah. family's money is right. The ghost of T Boone. The ghost of T Boone Pickens would have to. Like, uh, that's not a bad strategy. Uh, I love the Arizona State thing. Yeah, I love the Arizona State thing for sure because I think that I think that's a poachable team. Arizona State and San Jose State. Yeah, I think those are poachable teams. Houston is definitely poachable because they're not happy where they are anyway. Every time they get good, their coach ends up Houston leaving. Houston is like the weirdest weirdest school in, the, in all of this because it's a major market. but With a lot of talent in the city and that they can't right. seem to keep. It feels like Houston could go to a conference and, make the, and run the conference. So now let me ask this question. If Houston can get to the Big 12, does the Big 12 now get a seat at the Alliance? No. Why not? Because it's Houston. Houston and Arizona State, to me, puts them back in the conversation. Because it's Houston and suburb of Phoenix. But that's I would, wouldn't that be enough to get you back to the table at the Alliance? I don't think in this Alliance. In, in, in real life, yeah. In this Alliance, I don't know. I don't know. That's, I don't know. It's these these those are not traditional football. Pa- those are not traditional college powers. But those are two. Houston they're is the number markets. five media market in the country. They're huge markets, but the market for football is a different market than than real life. I mean, we're talking about Tuscaloosa, Alabama. There's no. There's no part of life that thinks Tuscaloosa, Alabama is a major market. No. But it is when you're talking about this. Gainesville, Florida is not a major market in any way, At shape, all. or form. Right. I mean, heck, we our new our new general managers from New Orleans, that that's a step up going from New Orleans to Louisville. And so, <laughs> yeah. so <laughs> what what do you think, Charlie? You think you think Houston puts Houston and Arizona State, for example, would that put the Big Twelve at the Alliance table? I don't know. Are they part of this uh, AAU? Uh, Houston is a part of the colleges conference. USA. Wait a minute. Like this, uh, uh, the academic. Fraternity. Oh, Houston? No, I don't think so. Is Houston one of those smart schools? I don't think so. I don't <laughs> think it's looked at as, as, as one of those like brainiest <laughs> they, they may not ask them to sit at the table. If oh, that's a good point. Some of these, I think most of the A, most of the teams in the three conferences that's in the alliance are part of this uh, AAU. 
academic fraternity deal. But um, I don't know. It's it, I know the three are getting together and anything else out, outside of that right now that seem to be. Yeah, usually in the AAU. Yeah. In the forecast. So, but also Houston, uh, they're at one point their board of directors, the chairman of the board is currently the uh, owner for the Houston Rockets. Mm. The plot thickens. <laughs> yeah. The plot thickens. Well, it's a it's a it's an absolute mess. I, Kirk Herbstreit Street said it's a tsunami. Yeah, it's a lot going on. It's a lot going on, and with no end in sight. With with no control. I mean, you know, it, if it, only there was a governing body that could bring. If uh, only right, there just, was a governing <laughs> body who was on the straight and narrow and wasn't governed by money. Oh, that's that. That, that, now you're just talking fantasy land. Crazy. Crazy talk. That's crazy talk. <laughs> yes, because everything is being strung up by. <laughs> I'm really, I'm really, really surprised. Around me. <laughs> I'm really, really surprised this happened this fast. I'll be honest with you. I, I really thought it would take a few months to get to this thought process of an alliance or something like that. And the fact that they they reacted this fast, which by the way, smart chess move. Smart chess move for sure. Because by the time Texas and Oklahoma unpacks their bags in the SEC, this alliance will be in place and the schedule will be in place and, and the TV rights will have been sold. That's smart. That's really smart uh, negotiating. Right. So, and here you go, uh, NBC. Well, we just talked about that last week. You can have all these these games on their lines from their lines. You can have these games on NBC, Peacock, and you don't have to, and you don't have to get rid of uh, the, the the Notre Dame deal at all if you don't want to. You, you can do both. No, you, I feel like there's probably people smarter than us on paper who have better ideas of this. I say smarter than us on paper because they're probably not really that much smarter than us, but right. on paper they are. <laughs> but right. there's people who who see stuff differently than we do that keeps arguing for Notre Dame to stay independent. None, nothing on paper that we that we see makes sense for Notre Dame to stay independent. But there's people who, like I said, have more degrees than we do who think that. Whether, whether they're right or right or wrong, well, but it doesn't make any sense for Notre Dame to stay independent. Just it doesn't make sense to me, but like you're right, like you said, you're right. It, it Somebody out there smarter than me is probably paper. saying, here's right on paper, is saying, Oh no, it does, and here's the reason why. So I don't know, but and and I hear what Chad is saying. You like more TV exposure for the kids, more NIL deals coming. But if you're a brand now in a COVID world, do you want to keep making solo deals, or would you prefer to make conference deals? Well, it's like I said with the NIL 
from the get-go. And I'm already seeing it just being around it, just being around here. A lot of these kids don't even want to deal with the pressure and all the extra work that goes in the NIL. I'm already seeing it. Mm. Yeah, there's a lot of kids that are taking advantage of it, but there's a lot of kids who are like, I don't want to deal with all that. I'm dealing with school and practice is enough. Wow. And so the NIL, I don't I don't think the NIL really NIL really even factors into it for the kids. Because it mean it's just like any other thing. The the parents care more about a lot of stuff than the kids do. The kids just want to go out there and play. Parents care a lot. About a lot of nonsense. Yeah. Kids don't care about. Right. So there's that. What an interesting ride we are on now, ladies and gentlemen. I'm telling you. So I, I'm curious to see where all this is. We need to get a Charlie Ward humble flex tonight. Listen. <laughs> we didn't. But we're about to do shout outs. So all the shout outs are coming. Let's see where this goes. <laughs> let's see where this goes. So uh as we do the shout outs, uh Charlie, would you like to go first? <laughs> For those listening by podcast, he is shaking his head no. Um, well, Kendrick, we'll let you go first tonight. We'll let Charlie get his thoughts together. I will shout out to, to my guy, Jay Scrub, who is from Louisville, played at Louisville Trinity, went to a JUCO, was going to go to U of L. Decided to go to the NBA and skip going to U of L and got drafted. He played for the Clippers, got drafted by the Clippers in the second round in the 20, what's this, 2021? Then the 2019 draft. Played G League, played at the end of the year for the Clippers. He put on a free, free camp in Louisville for Louisville kids over the weekend. And shout out to him. He's a good kid. He he got some time. He, he I think he I think he had a career high nineteen points in one of his games towards okay. the end of the season. One of those things, the end of the season type of deals mm-hmm. for him. He played most of the year in the G League. But shout out to Jay Scrub, Louisville native in the NBA, straight out of a JUCO. That's cool, man. That's very very cool. Um, Ward, Charlie, who you got? I know you play golf with somebody or some kind of some kind of coaching camp with somebody. You did something that's gonna get you a flip. <laughs> Shout out to Hope Ward, Caleb Ward, their first day of college. I mean Hope's first day of college. Caleb's hopefully his last uh, year. First day of college, um, I think they made it through. <laughs> I know Hope posted something about her first day. She made her first class, so we do know that she went to her first class today. Uh, about the rest of the classes, but <laughs> she made the first one, which was at eight o'clock. Oh my goodness! So, um, Typical freshman. So hopefully. Um, her first day went well in college, and she's uh, staying safe and all those types of things. 
I, I want to send something different. I want to send thoughts and prayers to Sha'Carri Richardson, who learned an incredibly valuable lesson this weekend. Yesterday's price is not today's price. Fat Joe. <laughs> Learn a valuable lesson. You can listen. And I want to also say to the people, and I'll have more to say about this on the five tomorrow. But I want to say to the people that are saying to other people, you're just hating on a black woman and why you can't let her. No, you cannot write checks with no money in the bank. You can't write checks that your feet can't cash. You cannot do that. It's your not feet. hate when you wrote the check. Nobody put that pen in your hand. You put that pen in your hand. What check did she write? She was saying how much she was going to dust off the three Jamaican ladies. And how did she was go? She's the sixth fastest <coughs> woman in the world, and they don't want to see her. And she may have dropped a few expletives in in the process. Well, Saturday at the Prefontaine Classic, out of nine women, she came in ninth, and it wasn't even that close. So, were the Jamaicans in there too? One, two, three. Again? Again? Yep. And the 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 uh. Uh, I forget her name. I can never pronounce her name. It's not a hard name. It's just a lot of words. It's something, Hernan, something. But anyway, the one that won in the Olympics, she beat her record in this Prefontaine class. I think she ran like a 10-5-4 in the 100 meter. So, and again, not hating on Sha'Carri. I still think I want her to win. I wanted to win. I wanted to win. I wanted to be successful. You you, like you said, you can't talk cash money and not back it up. Thank you, Omar. Elaine Thompson, hurrah. I don't know why that name is so hard for me to remember, but it is. Uh, yeah, she she ran a 10 5 4. All you got is the lady who is fast. Oh, she's fast. And by <laughs> the way, um, um, Shakari ran like an 11 9. That's fast. It's faster than I could ever do. So she's fast. 11.9 is not fast. I mean, they, they, there's some high school girls running better than that. Well, today at, at 823, 852 East Central Time, that's, that's <laughs> what I can do. So I'm impressed by 11.9. But See, you're hey, right. That, you're 11 wrong. Is, that 11 is faster than two of the three people on here ever ever run in their life. Right. And I don't know about the Heisman Trophy winner who was good known for his speed, but I don't even know if he ran that. <laughs> I'm about to run like 11 1. There you go. So listen, she's listen, she's gonna come. I think she's gonna bounce back from this. I think she needs to go get like some was it 11 1? No, it wasn't 11 1. She'll be fine. She can already be fine. She's, I think she needs to go get talking, some help. She was talking her mess after the after the race, and I'm all for it because I love I love people that talk they trash. He'll she'll be fine. Listen, she will four be fine. Years, well, not even four years. Three years from now, Shikari will be right there. She I'm will right be fine, there. but she also has to remember a very valuable lesson. Yesterday's price is not today's price. 
find a way to Jordan. get Fat We have to find a way to get Fat Joe on this show. I want Fat Joe commentating anything and everything I'm doing in my life. <laughs> like if I'm at a I restaurant, I need to We have to find a connect. If only we had somebody who played in New York for 10 years who had a connect to Fat Joe. If only we had someone on this show to my upper right corner who played in New York. Ah, <laughs> to be continued, ladies and gentlemen. To be continued. Fat Joe. You know, I met Fat Joe one time. And there it is. <laughs> we almost got out. We almost got And that was a Charlie Ward humble flex. We were so close, Charlie. We were so I, close. I, I knew that was that's one of the few alley oops that Charlie Ward's caught in his life. Guys <laughs> would, 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 uh, would go for it. Did wow. you play Rooker Park for, for Fat Joe's team, Charlie? Uh, I, I think I've met him a few times doing something. I don't, I don't remember. I like Fat I love Joe. Fat Joe. He I, love, a, I like Fat he Joe. He just seems like a, just a good, genuine dude. I love Fat yeah, Joe. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree. All right. Well, listen, that's our thoughts on the Alliance. Uh, college football starts next week. Uh, well, it really starts this week, technically. Not Richard Pryor. I love the shirt, by the way. Love the shirt. Um, we'll have Red Alfred. Bubble. Who? That's, who? that's who made the shirt. I said it once. Well, I mean, if we're going to get this deal, we might need to say it again. <laughs> All right. Well, Red Bubble. Okay. Let's, Red Bubble, that's twice we said your name. Three times. When are we getting, when, when are y'all sending some shirts over? Because I got plenty of them. I got an Arnold Jackson shirt coming soon. I'm just saying. Come on, Red <laughs> Bubble. Jesus. Y'all, at this point, y'all behind. Right. Y'all behind on the delivery. All right. Um, we'll come back with our predictions next week. Uh ACC predictions of who we think is going to do what. We'll come back with first week predictions and. I mean, I mean, Mr. Charlie Ward was just at Florida State's practice last yesterday. Woo! I was at U of L football practice on Friday. Oh, I wish I had more time. We got we got a few minutes. I do want to ask you about the, my non-ACC question of the week. What in the world is happening at the University of Kentucky? <laughs> is that something you can say on the air? Well, just reading the tea leaves, it feels like how can I say this? It feels like there was a party in which some some students were slinging around the N-word and then they weren't they weren't exactly happy with the result of slinging around the N-word. Okay. Resulted into five other ginormous N-words showing up at their party. So it's high learning. (laughs) So basically basically it's the plot of high learning. I'm just going to leave it at that. Okay. Just from what I've read. All right. With that, we will take our leave because if you say anything else, we're going to get in a lot of trouble. Y'all have a great, great Monday evening. We'll see you next week. I believe in ACC. That's our Heisman Trophy. That's our Heisman Trophy winner, Charlie Ward. That's our Hall of Famer, Kendrick Haskins. I'm all for the Alliance. We'll see you next week.
You've been listening to Believe in the ACC with Charlie Ward, Lloyd Spence, and Kendrick Haskins. Please like, follow, subscribe, and share from the Noisemakers page on Facebook and on YouTube. And you can also listen to us on Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, and wherever podcasts can be heard. And join us next time on Believe. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.